Story two of Lulu, Alice, and Jimmy Wibblewobble by Howard R. Garris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Jimmy Wibblewobble in an auto. One day, well, it must have been about a week after Lulu Wibblewobble got caught in the mud, she and Jimmy were out swimming around the pond. Come on, said Lulu, let's go over and see Mrs. Greeny, the frog. She always has some candied sweet flag root hidden away, and perhaps she will give us some. I don't believe there's any left, spoke Jimmy, for Bully, the boy frog, is so fond of it that he eats all he can get. Well, we'll go anyway, went on Lulu. Just then she heard her mother calling. Jimmy, Lulu, where are you going? We're going over to see Mrs. Greeny, replied Jimmy. Wait for Alice, called Mamma Wibblewobble. She will go with you. She's just putting a clean apron on. Oh, dear, cried Lulu. Why does Alice always make us wait while she puts on something clean? I suppose, answered Jimmy, and he scratched his bill with his left leg. I suppose it is because she wants to look nice. Yes, agreed Lulu with a sort of quacking sigh. I suppose I ought to want to look nice, too. But somehow I don't, ever. I always seem to be in such a hurry. Maybe you'll change some day, suggested her brother. Maybe, spoke Lulu. And just then Alice came swimming along, looking just as nice and pretty as do some ducks which are in a picture. They all went over to see Mrs. Greeny, the old lady frog, who lived down on the bottom of the pond at the far edge by a big willow tree. And honestly, though I don't like to mention it, for fear you'll think Bully a greedy little boy, there wasn't a single bit of candied sweet flag root in the house. No, sir, not a tiny weeny bit. So Mrs. Greeny gave the Wibblewobble children some nice snails, which they liked very much, and then they went on swimming around. Jimmy was looking for Bully, but the little boy frog had hopped off to see his cousin. Now in a few minutes Jimmy is going to have an adventure, and if you please, I want you to listen very carefully so as not to miss it. Well, the three ducklings swam on, thinking how nice it was on the water with the warm sun on their backs, when they suddenly came to the end of the pond. And who should be standing there but the man who owned the little puddle? And more than that, there was another man who was standing there in the road, and beside him was a queer thing with big fat wheels fatter than the fattest duck or goose you ever saw. It was puffing away, and some smoke and funny smell came from it. Of course, you guessed it, an automobile. Now what do you think about that? The ducks listened to what the men were saying, for, though the Wibblewobbles couldn't talk as the men did, they could understand our language. It's too bad, said the man who owned the pond. Can't you go any further? No, said the man who had the automobile. I can't. You see my horn that I blow to tell people to get out of the way is broken. I can't sound any warning, and if I ran my machine I might hurt someone. I wouldn't do that for the world, no, not for two worlds, if you were to offer them to me. That is very kind of you, very kind indeed, I'm sure, went on the man who owned the pond. I'm glad to have met you, and I wish I could help you. I'm afraid you can't, answered the other. I have to walk way down to Newark to get a new horn for my auto so I can blow it to warn people out of the way. So he started to walk off. And then what do you think happened? 
why Jimmy Wibblewobble got so excited that he gave a loud quack, quack. Oh, so loud and clear. As soon as the man who owned the auto heard it, he cried out, My gracious goodness, what's that? That, replied the man who owned the pond, is one of my ducks. Doesn't he speak very loudly? Then Jimmy, just to show what he could do, quacked again, harder than before. Oh, extemporaneousness, cried the auto man. That is very fine quacking indeed. I never, never heard better. I have the greatest idea, he added. Would you be so kind as to lend me that little duck? I'll bring him safely back to you and not harm him in the least. What will you do with him? asked the man who owned the pond. I will take him on the seat beside me, replied the other, and maybe he will go quack-quack whenever a person gets in the way of my auto. Then they will not be run over. Why, this little duck will be as good as an auto-horn. Will you let me take him? I guess so, answered the other man, but please do not frighten him, as he is a very little duck. The man who owned the auto said he would be very careful, and he went over to where Jimmy was and picked him right up. Now I should have thought that Jimmy would have been frightened, but he wasn't a bit. No, you would believe me, not a bit. So the man took him and put him on the seat and started off in the auto. Jimmy knew exactly what to do. Every time he came to a crossing, he quack-quacked as loudly as he could, without being told, and he did the same thing whenever he saw a person in the way of the big machine. Oh, what a fine ride he had in the auto, and how proud he was. Not too proud, you know, but just proud enough. Well, as true as I'm telling you, if Jimmy wasn't as good an auto horn as one could wish. Not a single accident happened when he was on the seat, quack-quacking away, and when the man went to a store and got his regular horn with the rubber handle on it, why, he brought Jimmy right back to the pond. Now wasn't that quite an adventure? All the other ducks thought so, anyhow. Tomorrow night, if you do not slam the door, you shall hear about Alice Wibblewobble's new bonnet. End of story two.